I'm Michael Brennis, and this is the Showbiz Roundup. The Montauk Project, Pumoso, is a gathering of improvising musicians and dancers from the western Milwaukee suburbs to Fox Valley and Madison itself. A group that expands and contracts to fit the performance, this iteration will include four musicians and three dancers, all of whom come together with the underlying credo of Anything Goes. Welcome to the Showbiz Roundup. My guests today are Jacob Polancich, Ryan Mizell, and Katerina Abderholden. We're talking today about the Montauk Project, which is an ensemble that combines live music and dance. Let's talk about the inspiration to do this project. Are there historical precedents that you're drawing on here? What's your inspiration? Well, Jake and I started the Montauk Project as just a drum saxophone duet, uh, completely improvised uh, about eight years ago, um, just an offshoot of what we were doing musically at the time. And then, you know, we're just real inspired by the performing arts. And when we met um, Elizabeth through uh, the Lake Arts Project, um, which is a, a dance group out of Milwaukee, uh, we just had a lot of opportunity to collaborate with some really cool, um, creative people. And that brought us to um, working with Kat and just making this more of a of a show than just things that we would do with um, other people. Yeah, and I think too, um, just to kind of piggyback on that, we, as Ryan said, we we had done this uh, Lake Arts project. Um, it was at it was at Arrowhead, right? The the first one that we did. Yep. Um, Kat, were you on that one or? No, I think it you... came in the se- the second one. Okay. Yeah. So like I had been working with this group with Ryan and um, with my students. And through that process, we, we, um, as he said, we, we got to know some more like-minded people that were willing to take some chances, you know, artistically and musically and, um, and sort of in this improv improvisation um, realm. And we, we got to really enjoy that. And, um, and so that's, that's kind of how we, we all kind of got together and we've, we've been um, collaborating um, well with Kat and Elizabeth primarily, but with um, a handful of others, uh, other dancers as well and musicians along the way. Ryan and I were doing for a while, we were doing a jam session out of Frank's power plant in Milwaukee for what, two years or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we never knew what would sort of come of it and, we had some some really cool experiences there, um, so it's been a it's been kind of a work in progress. Um, and it's been really fun to see all the iterations that have come about over the years. Yeah, Jake, can you talk about when we added the the Pumoso name? Yeah, so Pumoso meaning more movement, right? The Italian, you know, all the Italian words we see in our music all the time, and um, we just thought that that would be a, a, a very fitting, um, addition to the, to the name of the project. Um, and I think it sort of solidified when we, when we played at, uh, what was that? The Fringe Festival in Milwaukee, um, and really able to like solidify what we were trying to do with movement and, and music and, 
uh, improvised um, in, in creative ways. So uh, that's that's sort of where that came about. Things that I love about PMOSO and coming into it, I think uh, the second year that I did Lake Arts, um, Jake and Ryan were musically playing for Katie Ott at the time, and she was doing an improv score for dance, which as a movement practitioner, my language tends to go towards the improv side because I'm a, a highly collaborative artist. I traditionally don't look at myself as someone that comes in and gets a set score of music, set choreography, and we work on it for three months and then we do a massive production. So the creation of PMOSO into Montauk was amazing because I'm a re reactionary artist. So now I get to play inside the jazz score with musicians with a different language, which is one of the reasons why I move. I move because of the things that happen in the space, whether it's visually or um, from an audio standpoint. So um, it's it was great that we've also done it in a lot of different places that are outside the normal um, proscenium stage set for dance too. So it's really bringing dance in as a musical instrument, but like a visually a, a visual representation of what those sound waves might look like interpreted by someone. Yeah, one of the neatest things we did was um, a concert series uh, called Formations at the um, Woodland Pattern Bookstore in Milwaukee. And Jake and I started the set, and then the dance uh, dancers, uh, Kat and Elizabeth, were in the audience and started started moving to the music through the audience. And it was so neat. The, 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 the audience members didn't know where they should be, their attention should be, whether it was the music in the performance area or, 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 or amongst them. So it was this real neat, um, I don't know how to, like, where does the music start and where does the audience begin? Like, where, it was great. It was like the audience was part of the performance. You describe this work as a work of improvisation. Um, and we have some understanding about how musical improvisation works um, and how musicians coordinate their improvisation by listening carefully to one another, reacting to each other or pushing each other in various ways or choosing not to interact or, and, and by, and to build a piece of work by adding tension or relieving tension just at a very basic level. But can you give us an overview of how dance improvisation works? How do dancers coordinate their movements with each other? Um, how does the dance relate to the music that's being performed? And is, is there a synergy between the dance and the music? Does the dance guide the music in some ways? And does the music guide the dance in other ways? Yeah, for sure. So I think improvisational dance kind of comes from the same uh, way that musicians improv, right? Like people develop scores or melodies and you can make the choice to join in with that and heighten that, or you can go in juxtaposition and, and kind of move off of that. And that's all reactionary, right? Like um, contact improv is the perfect example. It's the you have two bodies oscillating in space. And at some moment you connect energetically, whether that's through eye contact or through touch, and all of a sudden you're inside a lift and it's tumbling back down. And it's very like in the moment, it, cannot be replicated there's you do a lot of body studying you do a lot of practice on how to work with people in that space so those things can like organically happen and be interesting and much like uh improv jazz said like you've got improv dance performances and and they can go on for like two hours and you just kind of see what happens and there's moments of stillness and then high movement 
I think coming into the space was PMO. So and understanding that the musicians are also dancers, right? Their, their movement is so specific to how they operate with their instruments. So when I'm performing either, you know, solo with a musician or do, you know, two musicians working together, not only am I like trying to respond to the cadence and the melody, but I'm actually watching the musician and how they might be using their body to respond to that. Because like I said, you know, this is a multi-collaborative thing. If I just look at them for the sound waves that they're making, then I'm not actually collaboratively performing with them. I'm, I'm putting them in the same box that a lot of dancers have put musicians in, which is like in the pit unseen. <laughs> and, and that's not the point. The point is to like build this relationship and this communication and cross the borders of language. You, you know, they're, their way of interpreting music is not the same as mine. And having been, well, both Elizabeth and I are actually trained musicians. Elizabeth went to college for piano. So I think that also kind of plays into a lot of it, but ultimately it's a conversation and what happens in that space is like, I, I don't see these guys often. So it's like getting to know them all over again. And the, the, the games that we can play with each other, as far as like, holding the tension and letting it drop and then trying to switch someone up. And I think that goes both ways, right? Like musically, we play those games on each other, but also like movement wise, like changing the, the way that the music is fitting with the movement and like the interlude. And then the conversation of like, all right, where is this going? Is it, is it going to follow in suit? Is it going to go in juxtaposition? Are we building something that's going to evolve into something else? Um, and I think that's what makes it interesting and engaging for an audience member because you're not just getting a prescribed, you know, we've done the show five times exactly the same. Each time you come, who knows what's going to happen. That's really interesting. I, I, you know, one of the things you mentioned I hadn't considered before, and that's that you um, incorporate the movements of the musicians into your improvisation. That, that seems, I mean, it seems like such a continuum, you know, we, we talk about it, but it, it's probably hard it you know talking about dancing and music is much different than than observing it and being part of the audience so that's a that's a very interesting perspective yeah and um just to add on to that too i you know i didn't you know as a conductor or um you know in just through my teaching and that sort of thing i i've considered movement a lot right but in this in this context um i've learned a lot about um, like what Kat was saying and, and and Elizabeth and working with them and paying attention maybe more and and to their movements and incorporating that into into what I'm doing as well. You know, and I think there have been times I've felt like okay, a little a little out of my comfort zone because I'm not a I'm not at all trained in dance or anything like that. Um, but to to kind of you know sort of dip my toe into that that realm is is kind of um it's 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 a bit scary at times but once you do it and we have this sort of collective understanding that we are we are just in for whatever right <laughs> and so to have that it doesn't work unless we have that that understanding and that uh trust and as Kat said, we don't really see each other very often, um, you know, if we have something coming up or whatever. But 
um, to be able to go through that again, you know, I'm really looking forward to that because it's just really fun. This is a, like a mid-size ensemble, I think uh, you might describe it. The group consists of four musicians and three dancers for this performance upcoming in Madison. Um, give us the rundown of, of who else is involved and their specific role in the performance. Sure. Um, so on the musician side, um, we have Ryan and I, and then um, bassist Matt Rogers um, out of Madison. Matt's been playing, uh, I know Matt played with Ryan years and years ago, um, but just in the last few years, um, uh, Matt's been playing in, in my trio with, with Ryan. He's played in Ryan's quartet and, and different uh, variations of that. So really excited to have him on board and to add that, that, uh, that voice, that bass voice that we don't normally would have in, you know, drums and saxophone. Um, so that'll be really fun to explore there. And then Paul Westfall uh, out of Milwaukee um, is uh, just a fantastic percussionist musician. Um, and so he's going to be bringing whatever he brings. <laughs> We're not quite sure. Um, he's going to, uh, you know, we've, we've done a lot of work with Paul, um, uh, particularly through some of the improvised music series in Milwaukee. Um, and so He's going to add another dimension there. So that'll be really exciting. Um, so that's, those are the other two musicians that are going to join us um, who are, uh, we're very familiar with um, and, and excited to have them on board. Um, Kat, who's the other, um, are you, do you, are you sure? Are you, I'm not sure who the other dancers. Neither do I. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know it's uh, um, Elizabeth, uh, one of her colleagues um, is going to be joining us too. So I'm not quite sure. I'd have to get, I'd have to get her name, but. I think it's someone that dances with her at Lee Chow Ping. So. Yeah. Uh, which will be interesting because their movement language is very similar. It's very um, athletic, gymnastic, uh, really stylized and like traditional modern technique. And then uh, I'm on the opposite end of that. Um, <laughs> having been trained a classical ballet dancer, I have totally like uprooted myself from that. And I've, engage in more pedestrian movement and try to like uh, do like body scans and take practice when I move. So um, I'm looking forward to that because we're adding in two musicians that we haven't uh, used before, but also like everybody's interpretation of those musicians will be really interesting among the space. So, and likewise with dancers, I mean, I think it's always really interesting to see different diverse bodies moving in space and, and how that might kind of like connect the bridges. And, and something something that I like to do when we do these performances, we 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 have um, you know we have an idea of the the kind of the contour of what the the set's going to look like, but we invent um, different ensembles as we go. Like I may do a duet with with Cat, and that that's planned, and then that duet leads to a a trio, and then the trio goes to another duet, and then the duet becomes a quartet. So we we have those things planned out ahead of time. Um, and within that structure, the that that magical element of, you know, we just just like like Kat said, like though you know what's going to happen. It's it's exciting. We trust everybody, and I'm excited to to see what we come up with. Do you think is it challenging in some ways to add 
other folks to the fold and then to sort of um, modify your vision perhaps to, to their aesthetic, you know, sort of on the fly? No, <laughs> it's not actually um, challenging. And I mean, in the sense of um, there's going to be things that happen, of course, that we, that aren't planned, but you know, as, as straight ahead jazz musicians, there's so much plan. I mean, you don't think about it, but like we do plan, we plan everything that we do. We practice all of the, the, the concepts and the techniques and, and there's a lot of planning that goes into what you're going to play before you play it. Um, with this, it's so nice to, to, to have a different structure going into, into the music. And that's what I like so much about this group. Um, that, I mean, I don't know, free, free music, free jazz, avant-garde. It's been, the concept has changed so much over the last, even the last 10 years, but it's, this is something that's been going on in, in, in jazz for, for half of a decade now, if not longer. Um, so I am excited to play with new musicians and new, 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 new dancers, but I don't, I don't see it as a challenge. I see it as an opportunity. Yeah. And these, at least, um, the two musicians are very, I'm very comfortable with both of them. Ryan and I have both played and Kat, you, you nodded your head when, um, when I mentioned Paul's name. I've danced with, um, I've danced with Paul. So. Yeah. So, so, you know, um, we're pretty familiar with, with these folks with the exception of the other dancer we need to, that's a TBA. Well, I'll reach out to Elizabeth. But um, yeah, and and just having that rapport and experience with them, um, and trust and understanding that you know that they have in the project, and that they're willing to um, kind of just jump on the train, so to speak, and and just kind of do it, you know, um, they'll be very comfortable with that. So, so Jake and Ryan, you've both presented projects through Bluestem in the past, mm -hmm. um, and if I'm not mistaken, this project was rescheduled from 2020 for obvious reasons. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, right. Are there other platforms for you to present this kind of ensemble in Wisconsin or is Bluestem kind of a unique opportunity? Bluestem is has definitely been good to us <laughs> and, and they've invested in us. So uh, yes, in that way, um, there's some things that are going on really, really, really nice in Milwaukee, um, but they're, they're things that we volunteer for. And they're, they're, they're series where you're, you're presented with maybe um, like a 20 minute set or uh, you get to be a part of unrehearsed Milwaukee, which is something that's going on today, but you're there as a guest and it's um, great opportunities. And that's wonderful for those organizations. But what Bluestem is doing, they're investing in us monetarily, number one, number two, they're giving us the opportunity on a more of a professional stage. Um, and that's what I like the most about it. Yeah, and I think just to to have a platform to um, share this music and and movement um, to people that are interested in it, you know, um, I think is is um, that's always that that has been a challenge to find that because it's not like you know it's it's not real it's it's not real appealing to like the masses necessarily. But there's definitely um, there there are people out there that really appreciate this, and I think Bluestem um, 
it it kind of it's kind of a match with their mission, right? Is is to explore that progressive jazz, um, progressive music, progressive th- thinking um, through the arts, and it, it's been a really great partnership, uh, you know, with David and Thomas, and um, uh, through the last boy, has it been four years already um, since they've been um, with this organization? I'm not sure. Probably about four years. Um, They'll tell you six because they started programming before they formed Blue Stem. So, but four years officially as Blue Stem, I think. Yeah. No, I've just been so thankful um, to them and and to that organization because it 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 is it has sort of um, given these projects new life, um, and and that's really that's really been great. It's really been wonderful. On this podcast, we also like to learn about the business side of things. Um, and, you know, we understand that most performers in this area of the arts tend to they either combine teaching with performing or they work outside of the arts entirely in order to make ends meet. Um, just out of curiosity, how does this play out for each of you? Um, like, what do we do when we're not playing free jazz and with dancers? Well, I mean, obviously, that doesn't pay the bills, right? So, I'm I'm a high school band, I'm a high school band director, and at New Berlin Eisenhower, and um, I teach you know jazz, symphonic band, marching band, pep band, all the good stuff. Yeah, and I'm I'm also I'm a I've been at Arrowhead High School for 14 years now um, as director of band, so I'm I'm a full time teacher. Um, and performer um and so that that to me has been taking up most of my time uh yeah i teach a lot i just stepped into the appleton school district i'm running their dance programs through their middle school and high school charter programs um specifically like arts-based ones um and then i uh, help manage my mom's non-for-profit arts academy um up in nina wisconsin which is kind of blossoming into a multi-arts um, collaborative space. So we, I have a friend who paints in there and there's um, a lot of classical musicians hanging out there right now. So yeah, I, this is like the Montauk project is my way of, of be, being able to create on my own level. I create for so many other people for so many other reasons and that's great, but it's so like organized. It's so restricted in a lot of ways because a lot of people are asking me to do things. And this this way, it's like I've been practicing so long inside my techniques that here's where I can really like push those boundaries and learn more about myself and makes my other jobs more rewarding because I'm using those platforms to get to this this space with these people. Well, it's interesting. You guys are also kind of geographically spread out, um, right? So it must be a little challenging to find time to get together. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, we've learned how to rehearse creatively, especially in the last uh, for rehearsals. It's, it's weird, but yeah, sometimes it, it's okay. Um, but uh, something I was going to th- say before, I, I, I love that this, that Bluestem is coming out of Madison um, Madison is where I grew up as a musician, uh, living there and going to school in their late nineties and early two thousands. Um, it just, it was just, it's like my incubation period as a musician. And, uh, 
you know, leaving Madison and, and going to grad school and then working, finding jobs and finding, you know, where the career takes me. Um, it really has been over the last uh, four or five years that, that I've been reconnected with musicians I used to play with, um, uh, people in the community who, who were, were fans, who were reconnecting former students, uh, parents. It's just, it's fantastic. Michael, I used to pl- come here, you play with t- Tomato Box, right? Yeah. yeah. That was back in the day. Um, so just... It's just developing these relationships through these programs. Just fantastic. Well, Jake, Ryan, Katerina, it's been great talking to you today on the Showbiz Roundup. Thanks for taking the time to be here. We're looking forward to your upcoming performance on February 4th. Thank you. Thank you, Michael. All right. Thanks, Michael. That's it for this edition of the Showbiz Roundup. Our theme music is performed by Outside the Sphere, an experimental duo consisting of Tony Barba and myself. If you'd like more information about this show or any of the past or future shows presented by Bluestem Jazz, you can head over to bluestemjazz.org. And you can follow my doings or be in touch via rattletickbuzz.com. Catch you later. <laughs>